Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between where we are and where we should be. It's time to bridge that gap. Hey, Prosperity Nation, welcome back to the Prosperity Gap. My name's Dave Hall. I'm your host. Super excited to have you with us again today for another episode to help you bridge that gap between the life you're currently living and the one that you should. If you've not yet had an opportunity to subscribe to our show, please make sure you do so. Every Friday, we release a new show. You get an opportunity to meet our guests, get to know them better, as well as to learn some amazing things about your finance to help you get smarter, to help you better educate yourself. Today's show is being brought to you by eTrends Tax and Accounting. If you've not yet had a chance to get your tax return filed for 2019, if you need some help, please go to their website, eTrendsGroup.com. They will be able to help you with all of your tax and accounting needs. So with that, let's jump into the show today. Very excited to welcome to our show today, Kelly Ganyan, who is actually the owner of FTheJoneses.com. Now that's EFF, FTheJoneses.com. Kelly, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Dave. Thank you very much. And I really enjoyed listening to the show. I'm always so excited to have new people on. I talk about it all the time. We we don't get a chance to talk much before the show, so it's really an opportunity for me to get to know you better, but also to really introduce your story and what you've gone through to our listeners so that they can maybe get a little bit more hope, so they can gain some tools, some skills to really help them move their financial journey. And I know on your side, one of the main things that you focus on primarily is women, correct? Uh, single, independent women. <laughs> Okay, and I I believe one of your statements is life hacking my way to financial independence in Hills. Yes, I think especially in the financial independence and uh, frugal movement, a lot of the women that are showing up are very much part of the minimalist sustainability, and I'm not knocking it, but there's a little bit of diversity for professional women to still be in this space. Absolutely, definitely is. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. Where did this all start for you where you started realizing there needed to be a change, a commitment to your financial future? I always say, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have good models in finances. So I never made any big, bad financial decisions. You know, I did live in Japan for a few years in my early 20s, probably blew through a lot of money. But about a year ago, I actually kind of stumbled into the financial independence movement via minimalism. And it all started with, I was traveling for a month to Belize last December and decided I have an empty house and an empty mortgage payment. Why don't I rent out my house on Airbnb? That was my first step. And obviously you do a lot of traveling. Is that for fun, for work? Why are you traveling so much around the country? People say, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm like, no, I designed and created these things. About two and a half years ago, I launched a nonprofit marketing business that was regional. So I was running around stuck in central Illinois 99% of my life. Within the last year, I've become myself location independent. I have transitioned from running out my house on Airbnb while I'm gone to running out rooms while I'm there, to right now I've designed a basement apartment that's kind of separate from the whole house and rent out two rooms and that cash flows my entire living expenses. So talk about the first part of that. When you first got started in this process with the renting out your home, it was all perfect from day one. How's that experience been for you? (laughs) I live in central Illinois in not a hip place to be. So people think Airbnb in central Illinois. And for me, it's been wonderful. I've met a lot of cool people. And some of my former long stay people are my Instagram friends and we message back and forth. But for me, it's been wonderful. Even when I'm home, I get the kind of travel fix of meeting new people. And it's 
held me more accountable. Like my house always has to be clean. I have to be tidy. So it's all kind of been good things for me. And currently you're actually living somewhere else, correct? You're not even in your home at all. Is that right? Right. As I said, my my last in-person commitment in the Midwest is the second week of March. And then I have no place I have to be. I'm still work. I call it workcation. I'm still working while I'm traveling the whole time. But I'm in a right now a trusted house sitter house in West Texas for about a month uh, watching someone's cat. And doing work in a new environment, I'm creating a little mini retreat out of it. That's super cool. Really cool to see how now we can work and live anywhere. I live in Puerto Rico. I travel all over the United States. I travel all over the world at times. But it's been very simple and easy for me to do my work from this location. If I can get to an airport, I can pretty much do work from wherever I'm at. Yeah, and I think for both of us, we've had to create that, which has been an exciting I'd like to talk about that. I I think it's very important what you're saying there, and you brought it up a few minutes ago, is that part of where people are saying, oh, you're so lucky, you get to do all this thing. But Noah's a plan. Talk a little bit about that plan for you and what it required to get you to this point where you could do this. So I always joke that I'm Marie kondo in my life, right? But especially my time. So if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not going to do it. And most small businesses fail within the first three years. Like two years in, you start to kind of resent the thing you created. And I realized one of the things I resented was me being somewhere at a specific time. So I had to take risks. You know, I have five half-time to three-quarter time people on my team. And I had to hire someone else to fill that, to replace me in a location, which is a scary thing. And it is an investment of money to uh, make those big shifts. But so far, you know, growing pains have happened, but it's been wonderful both for me and my life and financially. (laughs) So much of it is really looking at our future, looking to see where we want to be, and then putting all the things in place to do that. And whatever it requires, maybe for some people, it's going to be an education that they've got to start there. For me, that's the way it was. I always wanted to be a CPA because I believed that could give me financial independence. That required five years of college. It required two years until I got my license. It was a big commitment. Hopefully for many people, it's not that long, but for some, it may be. But it's really putting that plan in place and then just sticking to it. And before you know it, it's amazing how far you can get and the success you can actually have. And I think mine's been a little bit maybe quicker than many in making those quick changes. But but the reality is your life hasn't been perfect either, correct? If I understand it, you had a big breakup. (laughs) That's what part of what created this issue as well, where you decide, hey, I need to start looking at some things in my life. Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, but for a lot of people, but especially women, there is tends to be a relationship or a change that happened. And I went from leaving a relationship, right? A lot of, you know, financial freedom and pretty much could be to how do I have that same life I had in that relationship? And how do I create it myself? Been doing it. (laughs) You absolutely have. And what was that process? I mean, I think you had to go through some therapy, some things on that end as well, as you went through this breakup that really influenced where you're at today. Is that right? I joke that for a lot of people, they will say things like, oh, that's the horrible thing is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I never really believed it. I just thought it was a horrible coping mechanism. But, you know, I thank you, my ex-boyfriend, for all of the crazy that happened because I've had to do a lot of work, but I think I make every decision with so much more intention now. And that's impacted, you know, my life, my quality of life, my financial situation, all from kind of being intentional moving forward in life. I completely love your attitude and I love your approach to this because so many times in life we look at our history and we let it drag us down. 
We say, oh, woe is me. These things happen to me. I can never get ahead. There's so much going on. And if we can take the attitude looking back and saying, no, this made me stronger. Thank you so much for making me a better person, for making me look deeper inside myself, for making me make some changes that maybe I hoped I wouldn't have to make. If we can look that way, it's amazing how quickly we can turn the tables and really start blessing our lives again. Completely agree. Kelly, obviously you're doing a lot with your business. You're doing a lot with your, your home site. Are there other side hustles? Are there other financial hacks that you're using in your life that could help other people that are trying to get yeah. their lives financially straightened out? Yeah. So I just started travel hacking too. I'd never had a credit card before. You know, again, I've actually made good financial decisions. Never had a credit card before, never had a car payment. My, you know, only debt is my mortgage. It's now all being cash flowed. So I was in a good financial place, but wasn't being aggressive. And I knew I wanted to travel, but I didn't want to spend lots of money on it. So I started travel hacking and that's been wonderful. I just, and it's a fun game. Like I love tracking it and figuring it out. Like that's kind of the fun. So I like just qualify for the Southwest Companion Pass. And I joke like, I don't have a companion, like now hiring a companion, but I have that pass for you. <laughs> it's funny. I've done that myself for years. In fact, the, for the first time in years, I've actually let someone else start managing my schedule because I yeah. like the financial side of it so well that it's like, I want to see how I can save money. I want to see where I can stay cheap. I want to be able to fly when I can fly at the lowest rates. But it's because I realized there was so much money to be saved that so many times, especially in corporate America, flights are getting booked at sometimes the highest costs. And that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. And especially in a personal life where finances can be very tight and it can mean the difference between being able to do a lot of things with you or your family or not being able to do much with your family. All right. So I completely own my time, which has been an, a wonderful thing that I've created, right? I have meetings on Mondays and Tuesdays with my team. I meet with the leaders of my clients every other week to speak one-on-one, -on -one, all virtually. But it's also kind of difficult because when you have total freedom, I do a lot of productivity things to make sure I stay on task and work towards my big picture goals. Yeah, one of the big things I know that CR mentioned about your life is you're very, very organized. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I always, I'm not naturally organized, but with more freedom, I've created more organization and structure. So I do, I have a morning routine from five to seven every morning where I'm pretty much thinking big picture, talking about quarterly goals, both in my business and personal life and financial and tracking everything, structuring my day. Because if I don't do that, a whole day could get away from me. And I found the most joy kind of structuring and looking forward to certain activities. I believe that's one of the biggest issues in many people's lives is when they can't organize that time, we become so unproductive. We get up, somebody jumps on social media before they know it, six o'clock's become eight o'clock, <laughs> become 10 o'clock. We get through the day and all of a sudden we're going, wait, we've not accomplished anything. I know for myself, I try to keep a very structured morning routine. Sometimes it doesn't work as well as I'd like. Talk about it on your own side. Do you feel like it's actually opened your day to be able to be more successful because of this routine you do in the morning? Oh, more successful, definitely, and more joyful. You know, by the time even 7am comes around, I'm like, I used to be the person that would wake up and respond to emails and never had the time and scurried around like crazy, like chicken with her all day. And I'm like, whew, done. All right. And then watch TV for two hours. The five to seven and the, uh, you know, I bullet journal and track my analytics for certain things, but nothing client related. So for me, it's all what are my goals for me? And I, yeah, I think it carries through the whole day. I'm more joyful. Kelly, there's so much that our listeners can learn from this. And Prosperity Nation, please understand as you look at it, and we all only have 24 hours in a day, but look how much others around you are accomplishing. 
And if you're in a position where you're saying, I just don't have any more time, I can't do it. You need to start looking at getting better organized. You need to start looking at delegating. You need to look at getting things out of your life. I know there's many things in my life over the years that have eaten up a ton of time that weren't adding any happiness to my life. They weren't improving my family life. I said, look, I just can't be everything to everyone. And I need to remove these things so I can find more joy myself. And it sounds like that's basically what you've done. Yeah, I think saying no is the most empowering thing. You don't even need a reason why. I always joke about should. People think, I should do this. You're not that important. Nobody really cares whether you're somewhere doing something or not. Stop like saying you're an important person and just do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. Kelly, you talk a lot about being raised in an environment where people made good financial decisions. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship growing up with your parents? Some of the things maybe they taught you that have really helped you at this point in your life. Yeah, so my parents never really talked about money, but money in the household was never a stressor either. I came from a single income household with my mother's income being kind of supplementary and fun money, right? So very traditional middle class household. But my parents never had a car payment, always lived below their means and didn't have a lot of materialistic wants. And so I think I saw that I am the type of person most people when they get their first big job get a car payment and I never did right. (laughs) I still drive an 07 uh, Ford 500 (laughs) run into the ground and then my parents both retired when they're 55. My brother who's a couple years older and his wife that have two very they're uh, fat fire but they're like fat fire now right. (laughs) So I've been able to see them a couple years ahead of me uh, figure out how to live frugally and invest well. Very cool to see that. And one of the important things, Prosperity Nation, you need to understand is this didn't just happen. Yes, maybe, you know, if you look at Kelly's life, she had a little bit of a leg up, but her parents, it was because of their living below their means, their willingness to sacrifice for years that allowed them to be in a financial place where they could change their lives. And in the process, really change yours and your brother's life because they educated you on an environment that we don't have to live to the maximum amount of our earnings. Yeah. My income has steadily increased. My expenses never have. So that's also been natural to me. And you're not unhappy. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, I actually, um, I've gotten, this is the first time ever I started doing cash envelopes. And most people think only people that are in debt need to manage their money that well. But I now it's like a game for me. And I'm getting so much more joy out of what I spend money on by being intentional. So yeah, my, my budget is actually the lowest it's ever going to be starting in 2020 and not frugal at all, just intentional. That's super cool. We Our family has actually readjusted the way we're spending lately because we're just realizing that we're wasting money on a lot of things we don't need to. And it has been an adjustment, but it's been very good for all of us because there are things that we just had laying around that we, the grocery store, for example, it wasn't uncommon for us to go to Costco and buy everything everyone wanted. And unfortunately, by the time it, uh, you know, most of it never got used, it ended up going bad before we could ever use it. So we're just throwing it in the trash. So we've been very cautious what we're buying. And yeah, the first few times you open the fridge and it's like, oh, there's nothing in here. Seems a little strange, but we're realizing, look, we're just not wasting the money. Kids are eating healthier. It's been better for our family. You start realizing when you do that, there's just a lot of cool things that can happen in your life by making those adjustments, no matter where you are in a financial situation. Yeah, actually, I'm currently doing vegan keto. (laughs) Um, So I'm being, yeah, I'm doing very intentional about a lot of different things in my life. But it's, I realize the more I kind of structure things, the, the more productive I am. And you know, people think, oh, that's so expensive to buy all that food. Like I'm spending less money than I did grabbing dinner and drinks with friends every Thursday and Friday night. It's amazing how well you can eat at home 
versus eating out and how much cheaper it can be. We do that right. all the time. We compare it. One of our favorite places to go for my kids is the Outback, is Outback Steakhouse. Uh-huh. And if I take my family, especially if I take all of us, I mean, it can be a $200 bill because I've got six kids, my wife and I, easily be two to $300. We can have that same meal at home on the barbecue, be every bit as good, and we're spending maybe 50 bucks to, to feed the whole clan of us. So there are so many things you can do. It's really great to see that. Kelly, let's talk about what you're doing with F the Joneses and your website. Can you talk a little bit about why you set this up and what your goal is with it? Yeah, I mean, I think originally I launched it a little over a year ago and launched it probably primarily because I, I wanted to express these things that I was learning and hold myself accountable. So I think like most bloggers, like that was my original reason. I since have started producing travel hacking content uh, starting in mid-March. I've started taking online surveys that are more market research related. So I don't do lunch breaks. Like I really do try to work full days, but I'll schedule in a respondent as the name survey. And I'm getting paid like $75 to $100 an hour just to do market research during my quote lunch break. And it's a break for me. You know, I'm extroverted. I get to talk to someone and like, yeah, I'm getting paid for my lunch break. But in mid-March, I'm going to start 10 side hustles in 10 weeks to make $10,000. So wish me luck. Uh, I definitely wish you luck. That's super cool. Super exciting to see. And we're seeing more and more as we talk to people how important these side hustles are and how much money can really be made from something as simple as taking your lunch hour, being able to spend an hour of your time doing something else. Prosperity Nation, in order to do something else doesn't mean that it can't be enjoyable. You don't have to just sit down and rest. I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to just sit down and rest and eat your lunch to find lunch hour enjoyable. You can do these other things to mix up your day. Say, yes, this is great. And I just put a bunch of money in my pocket. All right. Yeah. And I'm really, so for all of my side hustle money, it's just going to be passed through directly to investment accounts. So I'm not even going to see any of it. And I'm treating 90% of my Airbnb income the same way. With your goal to do 10 side hustles and get $10,000, have you started picking those already? Do you kind of have a good idea of what you're going to do for those 10 side hustles? So I have, but I kind of want to crowdsource this and let people tell me what to do. One of my primary reasons was I tell people, oh, do a side hustle, do this, do that. But I have a business that's profitable and a good hourly rate. So I really want to spend at least 10 weeks trying to figure out how, what's the effective hourly rate? What does it look like? And I'm kind of going to let people tell me what to do. I have a few picked out, but I kind of want to do what people think might be a good idea and then really see what the effective hourly rate is. I can't wait to see the outcome of this. I can't wait to see how you do it. I'm super excited. Anyone that's got this type of goal and to do it with things that maybe or may not be your expertise. That's the other right. thing about side hustles. They can give you an opportunity to learn new things, try new things, but, and usually not have a long-term commitment to it. Something Sometimes you find one that it's like, hey, this is awesome. I want to do it for the rest of my life. But many times it's like, hey, it's just allowing me to fill those holes that I otherwise may not be able to fill with my regular job. So Dave, do you have any recommendations on a side hustle that could add to the mix? I, I was sitting here thinking of things that I've done over my life, things that I've done in talking to people that have been very profitable. It seems like now a lot of delivery seems to be a big one. Obviously, yeah. from people to products to food to these type of items, whether it's on a bike or in a car. I know there's a lot of other things like your survey work that you're doing, but unfortunately, no, I don't have a great one. There's many things here in Puerto Rico. You could come here in Puerto Rico and uh, improve the medical system. That would be great. (laughs) 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 If you just do a side hustle of putting in a schedule every morning so people didn't have to wait forever, that would be awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's funny. No, the delivery, like with things like that, I try to reframe and think this is a way for me to get in my steps each day. Um, so I really do try to approach all my side hustles with what positively can I get out of it more than money? <laughs> I, I talk about it all the time. And you may hate it that I always talk about him on our show, but Kevin, the financial panther that we've had on our, uh-huh. on our shows, he is amazing. I love watching his stuff. Yes. It keeps him in shape, but he can be in an airport and pick up a bag and take it with him on his way to the hotel to make money off of it. So, oh, no, riding his bike back. Picking, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's just super cool to see the options that are out there. And I think that's the best part about the world we live in right now is there are so many options and you can go to the internet search out items that you have an interest in obviously in your local community you're going to see various ones that people are doing but so many opportunities to really make money off of something that before you really never had an opportunity to do so off of yeah kelly what do you see with f and the joneses and your blog five years from now or 10 years from now what's your goal with the, the project I want to continue to give people high value content and you know, I want to continue to give women high value content on what they can do to design a life of freedom. And yes, design a life of freedom includes financial information and probably primarily includes financial information. You know, I'm just did my first YouTube video, but I really on a regular basis want to continue producing content that's of value to people. I know the respondent information so far, like people, yeah, but I don't see monetizing it more than giving people free information. Well, and I think that's what makes you great is you're willing to be very open. If you look on your website, you've been very open about Mm -hmm. your life. You've shared a lot of information that many people would be afraid to share. And you've got a heart of service to really help people change their lives, to take that information and really benefit themselves in a world that unfortunately we don't get enough education in. We live in a world Mm -hmm. where financial literacy is not taught the way it should. So where do we find it? If you're blessed to be someone like yourself, in a home where you can learn some of it in your house, that's great. But unfortunately, many of us aren't. I know I wasn't. I've told the listeners many times about my own story and being raised in a family where finances were just absolutely tough. I think the biggest thing my mom taught me was just to stay out of debt. That even though financials were tough, they would have been a lot tougher had they gone into debt and been able to have all these interest payments they were having to make on top of the other bills they could barely afford to pay as it was. Right. Yeah. Kelly, this has been a great show. I really love the opportunity to talk to you. It's amazing how quick our time goes. So for those of our listeners who want to get in contact with you, want to be able to start reading your blog, watching your YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. how's the best way for them to do that? Yes. um, I am on YouTube and Instagram as F the Joneses, EFF the Joneses. And then you can visit my website directly at fthejoneses.com. Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Great. Thank you very much for your time, Dave. Prosperity Nation, you have been listening to The Prosperity Gap. This is the show where we bridge the gap between the life you're currently living and the one you should be. Our show today has been brought to you by eTrends Tax and Accounting. If you have accounting or tax needs for your business, please go to their website, eTrendsGroup.com. They will help you get everything set up, getting taken care of. Also, if you've not yet had an opportunity to subscribe to our show, please, please do so. We want to have the opportunity to bring you this great content on a weekly basis. My name is Dave Hall. I'm the Prosperity Guy, and I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Been doing it. (laughs) 